Hello and welcome to the Patchwork Jukebox, a podcast where we use the songs and albums that matter to you to stitch together the story of your life. I'm Big Boy. And I'm Pinnell. And we're very excited to be here. So let's go. Welcome back, everybody. It's good to be here tonight. I am Pinnell. And this is Big Boy. And we have a special guest tonight that we're really excited to pick the brain of. Um, <laughs> I had the privilege of seeing her live recently, um, ironically, in a gig that was kind of similar to this format, where where she walked us through um, the music that shaped her life and, oh, and cool. how she learned music. And it was a really, really cool experience. So it just fits perfectly into what we're hoping to do tonight. But... Um, Long story short, I had seen you actually perform at a couple of venues around town with the oh, suspects wow. before. And then, of course, my wife and you started working together and, and became friends. And, uh, and so I was like, we have, to, we have to get Jenny on the show. I have to hear her. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only Jenny Abdo. Yay! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you for being here tonight. Well, thank you so much for asking me. This is a real surprise and pleasure. Yeah, oh, for sure. We know you're busy or you're a working mom and you're a, you have a job and you're a working musician. So we, we appreciate you taking the time to do that. And we're excited to oh, hear what you have to say. Definitely. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Really nice. We'll see. We'll see. Wait a minute. Are we getting interviewed all of a sudden? Like, flipped around on us. Well, Jenny, before we get into the questions, which are, you know, kind of the standard thing that we use to really let all of our artists share who they are without telling their deep, dark secrets. But before we get oh. to that, yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to kind of give us a background in your background in music and how you got to where you are now and why you're a performer in the first place and what that means for you. Well, um, I'll, I'll answer that backwards if you okay. don't mind. Sure. I'm, a, I'm a performer because I can't help it. <laughs> nice. <Good>. I, was, <laughs> I was created this way, and I, I struggled with that for a really long time. And then finally, um, over a lot of self-discovery, a lot of ups and downs, I finally embraced the full um, spectrum of what that is and what it means to me. So then I just went after it. So I'm a performer because I just can't help it. Wonderful. It's just who I am, you know, and um, I learned music and I started getting into it uh, as a young girl in church. Mm. And uh, so being surrounded uh, by that music weekly, by the sacredness of it, by the fact that music served a bigger purpose than just making noise mm. um, really, really resonated with me. And it just it hit the little uh, tuning fork in my soul and that's where it started yeah love that <laughs> so are you primarily a singer then or do you perform like instrumentally um it's much easier for me to be a singer because it's an instrument that is built into your body right <laughs> so, <laughs> sure you know that that is that's that but i do play the piano to serve that as well and i'm starting to make the shift to be um to be as competent of a musician as I am a vocalist. Excellent. Yeah, and now which have, is oh, sorry, a go big dynamic. Oh, I'm just, it's, it's a big shift dynamically. It's, <laughs> you know. Yeah, to be singing and playing together, and but 
but you're you're fully capable. I've seen it, and you're fantastic <laughs> at it. So <laughs> she's oh, be, she's being know. modest here. Yeah. She's being modest. <laughs> well, I mean, full disclosure, I've had my first piano lesson with the master musician today in 30 years. Oh, really? Oh, wow. so, yeah. I went to a mentor and a personal hero of mine, Don Harris, today, um, who used to be the music director for the Rogue Suspects. And he was completely unaware that he's been teaching me inadvertently over the last six years by getting to watch him as a pianist and not just somebody you listen to, but someone you see doing their craft. Mm. And so I've got the chance to look at his charts and just understand how a musician plays. And uh, there's something specific about Don that really touches me every time. And so um, I asked him for help and he said he would. And so I got to go spend some time with him today. And I've been an emotional mess all day long. <laughs> so I was so grateful. <laughs> so, you know, you can't ever stop learning or trying to get better. So my first piano lesson in decades. <laughs> well, how cool. Awesome. How yeah. cool. That's amazing. Well, you just mentioned the rogue suspects and maybe mm -hmm. some of our some of our listeners. I know that's one of your your musical <laughs> outlets right now. Why don't you would you mind telling us a little bit about that band and what you guys do? Oh gosh, uh sure. We do literally everything. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, right? From a class in classic rock and roll to our newest show we just did a, a whole latin dance show oh, uh friday night and we're singing in a whole nother language as well so whatever you want to fit in between those two spectrums i believe we've covered it <laughs> maybe maybe gregorian chants but that depends on <laughs> that, might that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that might be next yeah that might be next yeah <laughs> I've seen you guys, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen your lap, but I've seen you guys do Motown to, yeah. to classic rock to everything. And it's, uh, for our listeners who don't know, if you are in the Rogue Valley, some of our listeners are, um, it's it's quite a group of accomplished musicians and vocalists. If you haven't had a chance to see them, um, it is not your typical bar cover band. I mean, this is like musicianship. Oh, no. Yeah. So, is yeah. that fair to say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to you know be a name dropper and be gross like that our drummer uh, uh used to play for air supply so okay you know, yeah far more than just them. a cover band we work really hard and take a lot of pride at uh excellence and trying to just bring the gift of music and healing wherever we go no matter what it sounds like uh, it always sounds good so good 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully we yeah. can tap into some of your emotions that you're already pouring out today. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Uh. Hopefully it's a good thing for you. So if you're ready, we're going to go ahead and start walking through the questions to help you build your patchwork jukebox for us and our listeners. It's hey. been, a, been a fun experience so far for everyone. We can't wait to do this with you. Oh, I, I'm excited. Good. Well, <laughs> kind of nervous. Yeah. No, you're going to kill. I, 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 I want to tell you, Tom, seamlessly, the thing that was the coolest – she went from Seals and Crofts to Player to Dio to, to Hillsong United. Dio? Yes, I did. No. Uh, yeah, it was it was amazing. No. <laughs> so, I love Dio. That's why oh I'm super God. excited. Oh I mean, we, went, we went from Summer Breeze to Baby Come Back to Holy Diver, and I was like, oh yes! <laughs> <laughs> why do we even need to ask questions? You just answered everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Do you remember? Do you remember when Tenacious D came out with Pick of Destiny? Oh yes. Oh yes. All right. And the opening the opening was like so exciting enough because it was Meatloaf, 
Right. And then when little when little Jack Black went in his room and he was singing to Dio and the poster came alive, yes. I almost wept. I'm like, oh, <laughs> my dream. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, I'm smiling really hard right now. I'm just really happy. <laughs> I was like, this is beautiful movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I love it. She speaks our language. Yeah, you are speaking our language. Oh my goodness. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Oh, good. <laughs> All right, Jenny. This is great. So you talked about young Jack Black. Let's go. What song makes you think the most of your childhood and why? Um, The song that makes me think most of childhood is Zap and Roger. Um. Heard it through the grapevine. Whoa, whoa. And that version. Yes, specifically that version. Now, what is it about that song that's tied to childhood? Do you do you remember anything specific about what you were doing when you heard that song? It was uh it was the whole I grew up in Southern California in Los Angeles. Okay. In uh the harbor area. So Wilmington, Carson, Torrance, Long Beach, mm -hmm. that area. And there was just a very strong lowrider gangster lean vibe in my mm -hmm. neighborhood. <laughs> and so all the lowriders uh in the early 80s, they were all bumping Zap and Roger. And so that was that was the soundtrack of the street. That was mm -hmm. it. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh man, you're mm -hmm. definitely speaking my language. I'm from San Diego. <laughs> I grew up in Chula Vista, and all my friends that were Hispanic, they all had lowriders, and that vibe was all around us all the time. Oh, my gosh, right? There's nothing better. It's just, oh, uh, he can't it's be. Best. It's so good. But, yeah, immediately, I'm seven years old again. It's That's phenomenal. Awesome. awesome. Oh, my gosh. Well, then, maybe <laughs> may, it seems like you have a very good recollection of musical moments, like those of us who are music nerds do. Um, do you yeah. remember the very first music purchase that you bought for yourself? Yep. I was 15. We were living in Oregon then. And you remember back in the day, uh, music music companies would send you catalogs that you could order oh, yeah. through mail. Like Columbia House? <laughs> so Yes, right. So I don't, I don't remember which which catalog it was, but they said I could pick uh, two CDs for the price of one, mm. and pay over, you know, send them like three dollars or whatever for however many weeks. So I bought simultaneously Jackson Five Greatest Hits, <laughs> and and Aerosmith's Big Ones. Ooh! Wow! <laughs> I know. Right? So we, we, that's pretty, we went with two compilation albums uh -huh. on different ends of the spectrum, but both legendary artists. Yeah. Yeah. I needed, I need both. You can't just, you can't pick just one. <laughs> I, I needed both. They gave me the option and I did it. What a yeah. great first purchase. <laughs> great for, I think I we've probably all had those in some form, record, <laughs> CD, cassette or something of those. So Yeah. It was CDs for me. Um, we were just making the transition from cassette to CD. So yeah, I, I remember that exciting time. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Gosh. <laughs> it's like, wow, technology. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's digital. It's not, it's not on a tape anymore. Yeah. Right. But then it was also kind of weird because you're like, is this just a really shiny record? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. I bet you have a good answer for this. Yeah. I can already tell. What oh, song we'll What song makes you dance regardless of where you are or what you're doing? Vente Paca, Ricky Martin. What? what? You, are, you, are, yeah. you are definitely the first person that's ever dropped that. And that makes me yeah. so, 
so happy. Did you guys perform that in your show? Just did that Friday night, and I told the whole arena, I was like, every show, when I'm driving home, this is my go-to song. And I come home, and I'm just, <laughs> yeah, it's always that one. That's your dance jam. That is my, yep. Can't <laughs> help it, no matter where I am. Anytime that pops on, I'm popped off. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love that did did you hear? Here's a moment of truth. Was that um? Were you a Ricky fan before his like? Do you remember when he just like exploded onto the scene in no, the Grammys? Wait, let me. I know what she's gonna say. You grew up in SoCal. You liked him since Menudo. Is that true? Menudo. <laughs> yes. So when he came, when he came back in the '90s. I was like, what? You're all grown up. So, um, <laughs> that is awesome. Um, it was pretty exciting. Yeah. That's so cool. I remember never having heard of the guy ever until, um, I mean, I, I remember Menudo as a kid, um, but I didn't know who they were. But then I remember like in 25 years ago, like he exploded on the scene after like oh. the, at the Grammy Awards, mm -hmm. I think it was. And like, and then like within a month, it was, you know, La Vida Loca and all oh, that yeah. stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of hard not to dance to Ricky. It's really hard. It's, <laughs> not, it's almost impossible. I think it is. But you, spe specifically, Vente Paca hits between like those big house hits that he has and then those beautiful sort of, uh, Latin ballads, it goes right in the middle. So it's it's just like a, it's like a faster slow jam. It's mm. such a groove and I can't help, but yeah, it's I kinda wanna play it right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, it's, I'll pull it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, I imagine um, the little that I know about you and having been with you um, through and learning about you through my wife that uh, music is an extension of your emotion i would guess um yeah they're so, directly related <laughs> i would think so you know i mean and and so this next question um you might have had an easy answer it might not have but but jenny what song always makes you cry um can you hold me now kirk franklin Ooh. Okay, I, want, I need to hear more yeah. uh, from that story. That's a beautiful, beautiful selection. And, and like, Kirk Franklin. Yeah. I haven't thought of Kirk Franklin in a while. <laughs> That's another go-to for me. I love it. Um, that song specifically speaks to, lyrically, he, he's a genius. Um, he covered nearly every season of life. Mm. In the lyrics, so it starts out the spring of April's gone on, the leaves have all turned brown, the children have all grown up, and there's no one around. And so, already you're walking through this whole yeah. journey. So, no matter where I was in my personal life, in my uh, professional life, in my uh, spiritual life, I was always somewhere in, in that scope. Wow. Um, and it talks about, you know, just the um, tragedy of, of losing things, of being lost, of being isolated. And then just at the end, it pleads with, uh, pleads with God, I was wondering, can you hold me now? You know, it's so tender. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and it's loving, um, which is not something we get to explore a whole lot in, in, uh, typical religious community, the tenderness sure. of 
more and more so it's about the consequence. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> yeah, so the, the fact that he spoke to the tenderness really drew me. And then um, when you get to the bridge, the vocals. And, and what's so amazing is it's a gospel tune, but it stays unison for three quarters of the song. So you've got all these voices staying very still, very in sync. It, it, it reads very contemplative. There's nowhere to hide from that lyric because you don't get lost by other sounds killing you, you know? But when you get to the bridge, it's just this big, like, declaration. Don't you worry, God is faithful and he cares about the pain you feel and the something you. Anyways, (laughs) when you are weak, that's when he's strong, even when you don't know how. And I was like, even when I don't know how. What? Because I know nothing all the time. So that's <laughs> my book. Oh, those are beautiful. Yeah, and it's Absolutely. Impact. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. So even if you're not religious, that song just inspires hope. So love it. Gosh. And we, we, there's no lack of a need for hope in today's world. So yeah, always. exactly. <laughs> yeah. What a great answer. It's a beautiful answer. And, Jenny, this has been a weird question to ask every single person because um, I think when we put this together, we were thinking this would be way more relevant than it is. Most of us are old, and so this question is from a long time ago. But it still serves the purpose. It still serves the purpose. So if you have one or you remember one, what is or was your go-to breakup song? Oh, uh, Do Right Woman, Aretha Franklin. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh. I that's probably my all-time favorite singer just so you know so that just that just made me super happy I also love that you had the answer locked and loaded no questions asked uh, unfortunately I'm really familiar with pulling that one up on my playlist so. <laughs> I'm sorry that's the question I always feel bad asking no it's oh. but it, it is a it is a type of song that is its own entity yeah. I mean there is such thing as a breakup song you know and, and oh it, yeah i mean it's very clear and it, it serves the purpose right and then and then right out the gates uh you know she immediately states what she needs take me to heart and i'll always love you you know it's like oh okay treat her with regard yes and this you will get and nobody can make me too wrong and then the next line was take me for granted Leaving love unsure makes willpower weak and temptation strong. And it's like, yes, girl. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and so, and then she, you know, she walks you through a whole journey. A woman's only human. This she must understand. She's not a plaything. She's flesh and blood just, just like, like a, a man. man. That's right. Just like a man. So, yeah, most epic breakup song, man. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Very good. Because it also reclaims something, you know? Yes. <laughs> and, and it's got a little bit of that Aretha, like, oh. um, like it's, it's, a, there's, 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 it's emotional, but it's got a little bit of jab, like, 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 oh, you know, yeah. like it's definitely got that, that little sassy spite to it. Right. Like, I, I, yeah. you know what you're missing out on, right? That kind of thing. Yeah. So. yeah it's, it's like when it, uh, the only song that's ever come close to that is when uh, Beyonce covered Etta James. Um, I was just sitting here thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, so 
And she, in that video, she looked directly at the camera. She was pissed. Like, she was brokenhearted, but she was pissed. You're like, oh, don't come after me, girl. I didn't do it. <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah. I was like, oh. Beware, Jay-Z. Run. That's uh, right. That same fire. Yeah. Ooh. Thank you, better, lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> and then she drops lemonade and woo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Great song. Of course, it's Aretha, you know, so. Yeah. This one, this one, I think, um, might, is, is hard for a lot of people that, that value music like you do, mm. um, because you listen to, like we said earlier, and in, in, from metal to gospel, right? So, but if you could somehow quantify this, you could go back in time and measure the hours. Um, what album do you think you would have listened to the most in your lifetime up to this point? It's a tie between Michael Jackson's History mm. and uh, Kirk Franklin's New Nation Project. Oh, wow. So those yeah. were those at the same time or were they in different periods of your life or kind of all of the above? Um... No, different periods. Uh, Michael Jackson's history album, I was submerged in. That was basically all I listened to for about five months mm. um, because I was trying to dissect everything that I heard. Right. Um, and so I was, I was working on a school project at that time. I was in high school and we were trying to do a couple of arrangements. We couldn't. Um, at that time, Michael Jackson's music wasn't made, wasn't reproduced, right, you know, right. <laughs> especially for students. So you couldn't like go to Hal Leonard and look, you know, purchase charts. So we had to make them ourselves. So um, wow. I remember like not sleeping because I had my headphones on and I was just trying to pull apart his whole catalog on that album that I had. So the history, which covered the 70s to the early 90s. Mm -hmm. So right when he was uh, leaving the Jackson 5 into when he collaborated with uh, Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> what, a, what a span. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my brain was, you know, it was, it was you know, a tornado of sorts. <laughs> so, because I, I was immersed in that, definitely the hours I logged in to work and enjoy, that would be the next one. And then for personal a personal choice uh it was kirk franklin's new nation project because it was a twist on contemporary christian music having grown up in church that i had never heard before right at least yeah. not on mainstream mm -hmm. radio and he was talking about relevant topics that i could sing to and that i could um I could feel in my bones. So it, it blew my little, my little church girl mind. So <laughs> unlock. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Great answers. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember both of those albums. I didn't have to obsess with them, think over them. Like you thank God. Um, but I remember when history came out, just listening to it and, um, the scope of it, the scope of it was, it's so impressive right yeah but he wasn't he wasn't done even which is crazy like i thought that was mm -hmm. going to be the end of what we heard from michael and it wasn't um yeah what an artist but that kirk franklin album i remember i think i was i was working at the grammys around that time just for a short period of time i worked for the grammys and uh the, the secular uh industry didn't know what to do with that album because it was so good like it, you know right growing <laughs> up in the church we know how christian music can be it's sometimes oh it's, yeah 
but that album was so good it blew everybody's right. mind and everyone's like well i, I guess we got to give this guy props for real not just christian props <laughs> right like musical right. chops <laughs> yeah actual artistry <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. great choices yeah well, oh cool uh, yeah i i couldn't help it <laughs> so they were just yeah oh it's perfect yeah <laughs> So Jenny, what song is your biggest guilty pleasure? I'm dying to hear this. If you like Dio and everything else, what, what would be a guilty pleasure for you? Well, I don't know. There's nothing uh, guilty about it. Yeah, it, it's, that's an interesting question, how people, everybody interprets this differently. Like a lot of people are like, I like music. I'm not guilty about any of it. So Yeah, I'm not guilty about anything. But, um, oh gosh. I mean... That's a fine that answer. That denotes a, a sense of shame where you want to hide it. But oh yeah, that I'm, was that was me. That's where that's where I went. I I went like <laughs> I went like music snob. I was like, well, it's probably not very cool, but I really used to like Paula Abdul. That was kind of. Oh, <laughs> I love Paula. There you go. Okay, so I think I I mean maybe. Oh, what's there's one that's it's my guilty pleasure because it's sentimental. Because oh, my there you kids go. used to my kids used to play it all the time. But it's the one that goes, oh, crikey. I can't, it's a total house beat. (laughs) She can hear the beat, I can see it in her face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know, I think it's about a gummy bear. (laughs) Uh, It probably originated in uh, Eastern Europe. Oh, okay. I think I know this I'm song. A gummy bear, yes. a yes. yummy gummy bear. It's, just, it's, it's horrifying. Yes. <laughs> I know the song you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Having kids, that's why we know this stuff. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like yummy, yeah. tummy, lucky, stuffy, gummy bear. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know this one, it unfortunately. Comes back. I'm like, I'll listen to that, absolutely. Perfect. Hey, without any shame or guilt. I love it. So... No. <laughs> we we intentionally ask these questions back to back because it's it's such a juxtaposition. We go from like the next couple. We go from all these different emotions, and this it's even funnier that you're going from a kids song about yeah. gummy bears to this next question. But in your opinion, yeah. what is the sexiest song ever made? Oh, that's um, TV in the morning by DNCE. Wow, really? I don't yeah. know that. You don't know that song? Mm-hmm. I know DNC, but I don't know if I know the song. <laughs> How old is that song? Maybe, maybe five, four to six years. So it's not that old. What genre? Not that old. What genre is it? But um, for me, that's been the sexiest song I personally have ever heard. To me, um, that's the sexiest one. You know, you have really obvious obvious sexy things like when doves cry good lord of course um, yeah. <laughs> you know um well, isn't that a jonas brothers have... side project yeah okay i didn't mean to cut you off i'm sorry but yeah i was no, like no, 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 no. that's who that is okay you're good yeah it's one of the jonas's um the tall one i don't know how else right. <laughs> the tall that's, that's his name. <laughs> that's tall boy jonas <laughs> <laughs> the tall jonas um yeah that's that whole song um, really talks about freedom in a relationship and the, the, um, the offering of letting someone know right out the gate, this is where I'm at. 
anytime you need to come find me, no matter where you are, this is where I'll be. No judgment, no expectations, two people just trying to connect when they have a moment. And my whole like little romantic life in my head, I was always searching for that, mm. that freedom to be a hundred percent who you are and just having someone else who'll say, yeah, girl, I'll take that. No questions asked. And, and then just allow you to leave the next day and continue on to be yourself. Mm. And they'll still be there at the end of the day. And it was just so chill and it, yeah. Um, sexiest thing ever. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Amazing. I, I yeah. love your reasoning. That's so beautiful. <laughs> now I have to go find this song. I'm going to impress my wife with this song. <laughs> and it's, it's also got just like the best, like, like uh, pre-bedroom vibe, you know? Okay. So it's like when you've got at least a glass and a half of wine in and you're just getting things started. So it's, it's <laughs> perfect. Throw, on, throw in the, the tall boy Jonas. And you're, right. Yeah, <laughs> tall boy Jonas. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is so fun. Yeah, these are amazing. All right. This one is less fun. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Let's see. Uh, Jenny, what song do you go to when you need to work out anger? Ooh. My Name is Human um, by, oh, my gosh. I can see his face. It's this alt-rock band, and I love them, and I have their album. Highly Suspect. <sighs> Highly Suspect? Yeah. Okay. No, I don't is... know this one. I don't know. Oh, this you one. guys, you're gonna. Oh gosh, you're gonna love these guys. So good. Is it? What Either is it? That... What is it about? Is it the lyrical content? Is it the the delivery? The style? All of the it's above? Everything. It's so grimy. It's like it's like alt rock lo-fi. The um, you know, everything is really really highly produced and mastered at like super high quality nowadays uh -huh. and it's like you can hear the string squeaks yes. and their amps are dirty you know you can just mm -hmm. you feel like you're in the viper room or something um so it's it feels dirty and it's just well executed and it's completely raw and yeah oh, the, i love it the lyrics are so good hello my name's human I fell down from the sky and the guy's just like, Grr. oh, so good. So, <laughs> it's so... a toss up between Highly Suspect and Breaking Benjamin for workout music. Yeah. Well, either one of those kid, I can see. Either one sure. of those, but yeah, the more, the more upset I am, the more Highly Suspect I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Do you like a band yeah. called Idols? Which one? Idols. That's who they are, right? Idols. Idols. Yes. I-D-L-E-S. You're giving me a vibe like that. You would like them a lot. Ooh, thank you. Yeah. I think Jenny likes most everything. Right. Musically. That, that grimy lo-fi alt-rock. It's there, it. Oh, yeah. It fits that niche that we don't get anymore in the Pro Tools era where we where you have the you have right. the imperfections of rock and roll and you and it's you still have like you said the, you, the squeak of the strings or mm -hmm. just the the little bit of the off pitch note that that you actually need yeah. for the emotion of the song you know so yeah oh man i'm gonna check them out highly suspect yeah Fun. he does and it's so cool because they do a whole big fat album but one of the tunes he does it's just him and this nearly out-of-tune piano Ooh. And he's apologizing to someone, and it's just like, wow. 
this is incredible. It's so stripped down and raw. It's the best. Yeah, you guys are going to love them. Oh, I will be listening thank tonight. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to decide. Am I going to go with Paul Jonas? Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how you feel later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it angry or sexy night? I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> you can be both. You can That's be a little true. bit of both. <laughs> it, it, it all works. Well, this yeah. next question is very similar to that one. Um, okay. I mean, anger and, and adrenaline sometimes go together, but when we wrote this, we were thinking of, of getting prepared for a show, a gig, uh, an athletic event, oh. something of that nature, you know, but what song do you play when you need to get pumped up? I have a whole playlist. Oh, I love it. Well, tell us some songs on it. That I made. Oh, uh, let me grab it. It's literally a Jenny's pre-show playlist. Oh, nice. This is amazing. <laughs> it's all Latin music on this one. Um, yeah, because uh, to perform, I have to get in a completely different headspace than what I'm normally. Sure. And um, like I said, I'm I'm a slave to the music. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. So these songs will turn off every inhibitor switch I have and then just let me uh, be completely released. So um, that's why it has to be Latin music. So I've got uh, Fati by J-Lo, Girl Like Me, Black Eyed Peas and Shakira, um, Go Down Day by um, Sean Paul, Shaggy, and Spice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Contra la Pared by Jean-Paul. Vente Paca by Ricky, because uh-huh. I have to get Obviously, obviously. Oh, et, yeah, Este Rico, which is a collaboration between Mark Anthony and Will Smith. So he brings that oh, wow. really, like, hip-hop vibe with that, like, central Latin thing Mark has going on. So, yeah, Bobo by J Baldwin. That's my that's my startup. That's my amp up. That's the one, huh? Yeah, we played, <laughs> yeah the girls might, like, uh, we had a green show last year at OSF. And no, 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 we were at the cabaret and I had the playlist going and we were all trying to do our makeup and it was getting so jacked up. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's a good kind of jacked up makeup. (laughs) Oh yeah. It was like, our lips were out to here, you know, it was just like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it doesn't matter. We're having a good time. Yeah. I'm like, drop the beat. We'll just wipe it off later. We're fine. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. Man, this Mm -hmm. is so fun. I want to get my own playlist. Like I, I need one. Sometimes I get to work and I go, I should have listened to something else. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Well, now, you know, it's Sean Paul and Jay Balvin. Maybe you can throw some bad bunny in there and then you'll just have oh, be- bad bunny is on the track with Mark Anthony and, um, uh, Will Smith called it. Of course. <laughs> yeah. There we go. See, it's perfect. Of course. Yeah. Oh. I just figured out literally like two days ago. Cause I was listening to my pre-show mix. I'm like, Oh, Bad Bunny is Latin America's DJ Khaled. Oh, hundred percent. That is funny. Hundred percent. You know, he he just doesn't say his name on every song. Right. <laughs> so, no, he does. Oh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> he does. That's that's the thing that clicks because DJ Khaled's like DJ Khaled, we the best, and it's every song. And then Bad Bunny's like Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny, Bob, 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 Bob. And so I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh I what is it. it with these guys, Mr. Worldwide, Pitbull on every song? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. 
We don't forget it though. It yeah, works. Right. <laughs> Remember when Fabulous was spelling out his name? In the, in the <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how do you spell it? That between that and Gwen Stefani teaching us to spell bananas, like we were all. Yeah. Like, yeah, we were all. And a lot of good spelling no songs. one had faith in the public school system. We were all just learning how to spell things. Like, I'm just listening to Fergalicious. That's how I spell. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> of the three of us, I'm probably the only the one that watched Fergie when she was a little kid on Kids Incorporated. Well, there you go. Oh, my word. Yeah, when she was a little kid. No, I did not. Yeah. I never saw that. Me either. Uh, Mario Lopez was on it. He was the drummer for Kids Incorporated. <laughs> with, with Fergie? With Fergie, yeah. Oh, wow. It, it was a weird show. Anyway. <laughs> we digress. We, I digress, yeah. <laughs> this might be hard for you because you're in the industry. And so far, any artists that we have that are in the industry have a hard time with this question. But I'm going to ask it anyway. Jenny, what's the most overrated album of all time? Doesn't mean you don't like it or it's bad it's just overrated <laughs> that's yeah that's that is hard to say so hard well first um i mean yeah if it's only my opinion then it is because music music is so personal it right? is yep mm -hmm. what's overrated to me is um groundbreaking and uh you know soul reviving for someone else exactly mm -hmm. but for me personally i never understood the hype of pink floyd dark really? side of the moon dark side of the moon well, specifically specifically that's a great answer actually you just didn't do enough drugs <laughs> I, that could have been it man <laughs> Did you just think it was just uh you just didn't it just didn't connect with you just didn't click? No, it it, it didn't click. It was it felt so detached, and it could have been it could have been you know that it would work for a hallucinogenic experience when you're searching for something outside of yourself. Hmm. But for me personally, I've never um, that's not how I am built. Right. So so I'm always looking for things that speak to me personally, things that are tangible. And that just made no kind of sense. <laughs> right. That makes sense. <laughs> that not making sense makes sense. Yeah. Right. And so when Sergeant Pepper makes mm -hmm. more sense to me and it's all nonsense, <laughs> and, you know, but a really fun whimsical, also hallucinogenically induced kind <laughs> right. of album. But I get the point, the dark side of the moon felt very disconnected and maybe just a bit too too detached and too sad so mm. rather than inspiring me to be better or inspiring me to listen to it more or take it apart i just said i this is not something i can have in my not only my ears but in my heart so wow nothing no, that's a great that's... reason to say it's overrated for you yeah. how did you feel about the wall yeah did you how do you feel about pink floyd's the wall was it the similar? wall felt that was that was okay because I understood the emotion behind it. They gotcha. had, uh, you know, they had cause. There, there was a sense of justice they were looking for. Um, that's you know, the wall itself gives you know clearly they're making a statement with the title of their album. So that one I understood. That one, yeah, I think they did a for that genre obviously a great job they nailed it dark side of the moon 
just that album in particular. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> but I think that is the power of, of music, you know, as a universal language. And like you said, yeah. what, what lands with me may not land with you. And that's why it's so powerful. But thank you for answering yeah. the question. I think that's the whole point is I want people, we want people to be free to say, this didn't connect with me. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. it's, it was overrated for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about this one then? This one might is kind of the opposite way, but and if you're like me, this might this answer might change every other week, depending on how you're feeling and what you're listening to. But objectively, in your opinion, what do you think is the best album ever made? I don't think there is one. That's a great answer. It's not possible. <laughs> Tell no, us why. Possibly. Expound, because I think uh, I know where you're going here. But right, because um, humanity will never be at its best until we're done. Mm. And so there is never, there will not be the best album ever made because we're not capable of that. Oh wow! Wow, <laughs> that's profound. I'm definitely not going <laughs> to argue with you on that. That is such a good point. And cut. <laughs> Sorry. Dang it, how did you that stupid question? Who made that stupid question? <laughs> and I brought the whole thing down. <laughs> no, not at all. That's, that's, that's really amazing. Good. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, this one. Will I think be that's why we have to we keep creating because it's just not possible. Hopefully, you're right. And I'm glad it's not possible. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, you're right. Because even if we could pick something yeah. that, oh, this is definitely the best. It doesn't mean it's going to stay that way, which means that we're still growing. So your point is well taken. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jenny, what song most defines you and why? I will now not we're getting bow personal. Breaking Benjamin. Wow. Ah, you got a punk rock vibe, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. It runs deep. I like it. Yeah, it's like so it. good. Well, tell us what about that song connects to who you are. Uh, it's it's defiant while still being completely exposed, and I love that. I love the opposition in that. Hmm. Um. Yeah. He's. Uh, yeah. He's. He's. He's stating exactly who he is, which is broken, which is um, searching. But uh, at the same time, he says, you know, in all of that, I will not bow. I will not break. I will shut the world away. You know, it's like, okay, I, I will lay my own rules. I will work by them while still acknowledging everything I am and everything I'm not. Wow. And so it's an anthem for the broken, which I freaking love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And that, that that's kind of a... Uh like a life credo really in a lot of ways yeah. you know so that, yeah. that's perfect if it d defines who you are and, and your story and your journey of you know of, re of redemption and victory and yeah. defeat but in all that I, I, i'm you're not gonna break me you know so right and and no matter what point in life i am or i will go that cry will never change so that one i can safely say will always stay oh that's awesome yeah very nice. Yeah. Well, the last question <laughs> is is uh it it's it's along those same lines, but it's a little more. Um, and the whole point when we when we started we came up with this project was we we just both believed that 
um, sometimes the music that you like says a lot more about you than, than just talking to someone, you know, because right. I mean, just listening to, to your reasoning behind these tonight, you, you get a picture of someone who, who values honesty, who values transparency, who, who doesn't run from the hard things, but you know, like is shaped by the hard things who believes in beauty from ashes, you know, and, and we don't get that in just typical conversations, but we get it when we say what music matters to you. Yeah. And so this last question kind of encapsulates that whole idea. And, and some people say that's kind of morbid. I don't think it is. I think it's actually this, this picture of a legacy. Uh, but the question is this one day when your life is over, if the only way that you could tell people your life story is to leave an album, if the only, like, this is who Jenny was. And this is what Jenny stood for. What record are you leaving um, that's going to reflect your life story? That one's so easy. Really? <laughs> wow. well, that's amazing. You're the first person to say that. It makes me happy. The, obviously, the record I make. There you go. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now make it's yeah. me. You telling my story. There's no guesswork. I'm going to just lay it right out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you, so you're already working on that then, I hope. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Right, is it going to be released to the public at any point in the near future? Yeah. You know what? There's. It's so funny. I was talking to my husband about this yesterday. I've written a lot of material about things I've been through, and I've always used writing as a way to purge something I'm experiencing or I'm trying to deal with. And I've had the biggest block in the last two years. I started an album called Songs for the Broken and I started writing for it. And the dynamics of my mind, my heart, my life changed in the last four years. Oh. And I suddenly found, I found freedom. I found, um, I found a lot of things. And uh, what happened was, I don't know how to write joy. Wow. Interesting. Right? I know how to write about defeat. I know how to write about oppression. I know how to write about battles. I know, I know how to write about the fight. I don't know how to write about joy. I don't, I don't know what I'm because I'm just learning it. Oh, wow. It's a brand new concept for me. And I was talking to my husband yesterday. I said, babe, it's just, uh, I'm afraid that all I'm going to write is just songs about me, like licking the back of your neck. I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or the way you smell in the morning or the sounds the kids make when you get home or, you know, the, the crazy thoughts I have when I'm missing you or because my husband has been instrumental. He's my bestest friend in the whole world, but he's also my biggest teacher. We were friends before we started dating, before we got married and stuff. And he's just got this mind that is like no one else's. But he's the first one that showed me what freedom looked like for just me. Because he put zero expectations on me, had literally no input on anything I did, but always come back to me and say, well, what do you think? What do you feel? Where are you going? And I'm like, I don't know. That's why I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> and my whole life as an artist, everyone's always had an opinion about what I should do or what I sound like or who I could be or what I should work for. And he had none. He said, you have to find that out for yourself. So I'm just learning that. So I'm, so like I said, music has been a purge for me only now 
this is something I'm going to have always. This is a world we are actively building together with our children, between the two of us as humans, um, you know, together and also as individuals. So um, I'm never going to purge joy. So I don't know how to write that yet, but I think I'm just starting to figure out. So I'm crazy excited. That is, a, that's super wow, exciting. That's I know, right? Yes. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> But it, it 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 isn't weird though. When you think, I mean, it it is struggle and oppression. Those things, a lot of time, that inspire us to put pen to paper, yeah. right? And and but we, sometimes we just don't do a good job of doing the same thing with celebration. Yeah. Well, can I give you like encouragement encouragement about what you just said? As I'm listening to you, yeah. it's just you hit me hard just now when you said, um, "I don't know how to write about joy." Mm -hmm. But the, the freedom that you had to express that was encouraging to me. Like that message alone is something that we need to hear. It, that the freedom to figure out how to express it is also okay. You don't have to know how to sing about joy, but you could sing about not knowing how to sing about joy. And even talking about it, you just, you really blew my mind. I really appreciate that. I just want to say thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm similar in that i can easily pick out the negative and talk about that or this idea of purging right. i've never considered that before i'm really good at being eloquent about things that i can purge out of my life or that i want to point out but it yes. is super hard for me personally to describe the things that bring me joy because i don't want to let them go right exactly and mm. in my conversation with my husband you know i just did my first solo show and it was it awesome. Was, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, you know, that show was put together in four weeks. I mean, it was insane. Um, I can't believe we did it, but it was, it was supposed to happen. So it did. And I'm a firm believer in that. And I told my husband, I said, you know, I, I knew it was supposed to happen. And I went ahead and did it because I'm tired of telling that story. Mm. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm done telling the story. I, I have no problem telling about where I got here. But when I got to the point of the show where I talked about what I wrote and why I wrote, I'm like, I need that to be the last time I talk about those stories. I have a whole new life, a whole new thing. I got to figure out that playlist. And that's the next show I do. So that's where that conversation came from. But yeah, you get to you get to put some stories and some songs to bed and that, that's your right. And it's amazing. That's awesome, man. Good <laughs> grief. That's so, so good. And like, and it, that's a profound statement. And I mean, yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, all of that, there, there may not be a better medium to capture all of that than music, you know, possibly, I, I mean, one. possibly. No. Yeah. I can't think of one. I mean, Actually, claymation. 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 <laughs> we'll make claymation videos for your next show. It'll play in the background. <laughs> claymation without music is just claymation. Yes. I mean, Danny Elfman made The Nightmare Before Christmas special. It wasn't just the claymation. So the music matters. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Jenny, thank you so much. This has been incredible. I actually can't, cannot wait to share this with everybody. I think people's minds are going to be blown like ours are. Um, <laughs> But before we let you go, is there anything that you want to 
uh, announce or share that maybe you're going to be doing soon projects you're working on events that you're going to be Any doing? gigs or oh my gosh okay so yeah um three big things i suppose uh the first big thing the farthest off in the future is uh next year on april 2nd um i'm working with kingsley entertainment to produce um a community event called autism sings my oldest boy is on the spectrum and um, so working with the disabilities community is huge for me. It's, it's my favorite, most important thing to do. So we're looking to put on a huge event to highlight that and create a, a concert venue that is safe for all families. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Amazing. Right? So for those with sensory issues, with social issues, um, a place for the families, because as a professional musician, it's so nice and a music lover in general. I would love to go see people, but my son is on the spectrum. I can't take him to go see people mm -hmm. because typical venues don't cater to that. Right. A lot of the venues I play with, um, having a wheelchair try to maneuver around the tables and the seating. It's just, it's cumbersome and awkward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So people who are desperate for that connection are felt are, are left to feel even more ostracized when they dare to venture out. Sure. You know? mm -hmm. So as, as a music lover and a professional musician, I don't take my children to other places because uh, I can't. Um, so I want to change that. We get, to, we get to change that. So I'm so excited about that. And so that I'm going to create on, a moment. Yeah, that, that's that April, April 2nd. 2nd. What was that? I just want to make sure it is the event on April 2nd. April 2nd is World Autism Day. So, yep, it's a Sunday. Perfect. Wow. I can't wait yeah. to, to hear more about that as that approaches. I know. I'm so excited. So that's that's the first one I'm excited about. Uh, the second one is I've got Jenny's Christmas playlist coming up um, at the top of December this year. For fun. <laughs> so it's going to – I hope we wear all Christmas pajamas the whole time <laughs> nice. music is about being free and having fun i am the most comfortable in my pajamas and i want to do a show in that so i think that's a great idea i think it should and, be required for all attendees eat too yeah you know right yes uh -huh. yeah and so i'm probably gonna have hot chocolate and like cupcakes because you know why not because yes um, that sounds so incredible keep your eye out for that and then um if you go to roguesuspects.com literally every weekend there's like four events happening almost in through september with us and oh, wow. so it is out of control so much music so much fun almost any genre we've got the soul review show we have the latin tour show we have our typical rogue, su rogue suspects which is like classic rock and funk blues all that good stuff we've got the girls where we do um all the big hits from the 80s and 90s um, you know, even disco hits like It's Raining Men and <laughs> it's just, oh, we're doing like the Tina Turner show this summer as well. Yes. I mean, just, that's a, that's a train that never stops. So. It's a <laughs> They're their own patchwork jukebox. Yeah, for real. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's amazing. And, and, and like we, we, we have had a blast getting to hear your answers and to add this into our we have a bank of of favorite answers and several of them have been surpassed tonight i would yeah, for sure you bumped Aww. them out <laughs>
Well, I just want to say thank you for taking the time, and hopefully it was fun for you, too. Oh, yeah. I had a ball, and I'm hoping that my boys didn't come through on the audio. They're gaming online with their friends, and I've been hearing them holler things like, quit knifing me! <laughs> <laughs> if they did, that would just be, we would love it and welcome it all the more. That's right. That's even better. <laughs> well, well, thank you for taking your time. I know you are busy and a mom and a wife and uh, do a lot. You wear a lot of hats, and so it mean, means a lot that you would take uh, take an hour out of your night for us. Yeah, and we you. hope you have a good night. We we look forward to seeing you soon. Oh my gosh! Thanks so much, guys. And if you want to come to a show, message me, and I'll get you. Done. Yeah. We're done. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Sounds good. Good, good night. night. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>